Hey everybody, and welcome to Authors and Dragons, where a group of comedic fantasy writers get together and try to make it through a whole game of Pathfinder without accidentally dying. Let's see if we pull it off this week. As always, the odds do not look great. Hi, I'm John Hartness, and I'll be playing Fandingo the Fantastical, and I am in pseudo-real-life, the author of the Black Knight Chronicles urban fantasy series, as well as the Bubba the Monster Hunter comedic horror short stories, the Quincy Harker Demon Hunter urban fantasy series, and lots and lots of other things from other places. Hi, I'm Joseph Brassi. Uh, I play the role of Bjorn Bjornsson, extremely depressed barbarian. Uh, I was one of the authors on the Mongoliad fantasy series, and I am writing a bunch of other crap right now. Hello, my name is Robert Bevan. I play the role of Klaus Richter, Bane of their kind. In real life, I write the Caverns and Creatures series of novels and short stories, starting with my first book, Critical Failures. The books should still be on sale at the time this airs, so go get them right now. Hi, my name is Rob Cruzy, and I play Kutharic the Lost, a rather grumpy and unpleasant dwarf cleric. And in real life, I'm the author of the Dis series of books, uh, including Disenchanted, Disillusioned, and the Dystopia, among others. Hi, my name's Steve Weverell. I play Brandon Feinmaster, the man with no shirt, and I am the author of The Doomsayer Journeys and Shoot the Dead. I am Drew Hayes. I am the GM of this group. Uh, I'm the author of series such as The Superpowers, Sword Spells, and, Sur and Stealth, uh, Fred the Vampire Accountant, and literally today, right now, as this podcast is out, my new book, Corpies, which is a superpowered spinoff, has just gone on sale, so you should go check it out. And if it's between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m., you should go check out the release day party I'm doing with question and answers and some prizes. But to the task at hand, when last we left our... I, I, I don't know that I can call you heroes anymore. I'm going to say adventurers. When last we left our adventurers, uh, they had gone to whores, 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 and done exactly what you would expect people to do at whores, whores, whores. Frank Miller. And now, we did whores, whores, and whores. And now the sun is cresting on a new day. They're in Caldern. Two of them have been magically guessed to a quest to find out where all the artifacts are coming from, and one is a paladin who just said he would, so pretty much the same. And most of them, if not all, are nursing some massive hangovers as the day slowly dawns in whores, whores, whores. Very hangovers, uh, hangovers and crap. <laughs> this blanket's itchy. You're not wearing it. <laughs> oh my god, that's her. <laughs> She's not wearing a hair shirt. Uh, I need a drink. Jorg is probably passed out on the table right now. I assume none of you paid for rooms. You just slept where you lay. <laughs> well, I, got, I I put down three gold so I could get like ample booze and a whore with a room. I spent all my money on witnesses. I told the <laughs> I told the bartender one of those gold was for my horse. And he's wandering around now. He's now that Kutharik has spent all that money on witnesses. He's wandering around going, "Witness me." Can we witness you a little more quietly? And right about then, you hear a massive sound. Like, uh, God, it, it splits the air. It's like a hammer crashing into a shield. And you all jerk awake and, and look around as the second iteration of the sound strikes. And, and you realize, oh shit, no, that is, that is a, that is a hammer striking a shield. Uh, there is a dwarf in guard, garb, who is standing in the front of the inn. Uh, just a few paces inside the door, and he is banging his hammer against his shield, uh, slowly waking even the drunkest of you from your slumber. That was a horrible way to wake up. I promise whatever I did, I'll stop if you'll just not do that anymore. Wakey, wakey! Thanks for those of you with debts to society to pakey them. There better be eggs and bakey after that. Pakey? Without pakey? Wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. No, no. It's the time it? to pakey. Thousands of years of human that. evolution, and we've gotten as far as pakey? He's not human. Consider his audience. The city, I do have the authority to do that. Says here I got three of you to pick up and set on the ship. They're ship. going on a ship. They're going on a boat. We're going on a boat! 
What exactly did you think he meant when Judge Hungry condemned you to go find out where the artifacts are coming from? They're washing up on the shore. That means you're going to sea. I thought we'd just play on the beach for a while. Dramatic beach combing. We're going to see what? I honestly didn't think. (laughs) At all. Full stop. (laughs) Just full stop. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Everybody roll me perceptions. Fandingo perceptifies a 17. Ah. Uh, Bjorg rolled a 9. Klaus rolls a 9 as well. Brandon Firemaster is wide awake with a 14. Okay, uh, Brandon and Fandingo both notice that despite the racket that this dwarf is making, Silas is still out cold. He is just passed clean out against the wall. Fandingo with a 17 is uh, a little more accustomed to the ill effects of the drink and shakes through his hangover fog to realize... Silas is sleeping through a dwarf talking. Huh. Losing your virginity really took the wind out of him. <laughs> yeah. And apparently everything else. I go over and shake the paladin. He snores softly. The guy's got a lot to process. I mean, actually, his voice was still augmented last episode, so we've, we've probably all got a lot to process. Oh, the things we heard last night. Oh. I don't think Silas knows what virginity is. And now you all know why you're so hungover. You decided to try and burn that memory away with the hardest whiskey you can find. <laughs> can I find any more of it? Really, really quickly. Oh, there's a bartender. He's always ready to serve if you're willing to buy. Bartender, is there anything left on our... Is there any money left on our tab? No tab. You pay as you go. Bjorg, the paladin's asleep. Well, then we will simply have to carry him. There's no we in this equation, Bjorg. I hate to break <laughs> it to you. You're okay. carrying the paladin. Oh, uh, one of you got so drunk you thought you wouldn't uh, have to go. <laughs> Not the first one to try that. And the right, dwarf let's... walks over and he leans down and he shouts in Silas's ear, Wake up! Kind of leans down, he sniffs him. He wouldn't have happened to use any cheap artifacts lately, would he? Uh, I don't know. I was in jail. <laughs> For well, once, I don't know if it was cheap, exactly. It was. Uh, it had some interesting effects. I think it went bang. Don't ask Kufrig what's cheap or not. Yeah, it's probably a cheap artifact. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sometimes you mess around with poorly made magic. They uh, they have some side effects. I've seen this sort of slumber before. He'll probably shake it off after a day. He sort of, he leans down and checks a list right then. So I'm here to collect Fandingo and Kutherick. Uh, the rest of you, I suppose you're welcome to come along if you fancy throwing your lives away. But somebody carry him. Yorg will shoulder Silas. Okay, well then I'm coming along. Kutherick is shouldering a hangover and that's, that's plenty for him. <laughs> I'm, Fucked. I've got to go with the dwarf and the passed out paladin. So, yep. Can I buy a shot? Can I buy a flask of booze to go? You may. How nice of booze you want? Well, not not particularly nice. Just uh, been, like strong enough. You can get to get me for a boat ride. You can fill up your flask with the McCormick's level uh hooch for ten copper, so one silver. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah, my body is a temple, but it's one of those temples with wine. Can I fill up a, a flask of wine, please? A flask of wine. Uh, the bartender's a little taken aback by that, but he'll he'll sell it to you for one silver, five copper. Skin cool. of wine? What would, uh, whatever. What's he taking? Like Brandon ordered a flask of wine. Brandon got a flask of wine. I'm assuming we're going to be away for a while. Yeah. God knows sailors are never known for having booze. <laughs> Alright, so the dwarf leads you all through the town. It's uh, still early in the morning, most people aren't up yet. You know you would not be up yet if it were on your uh, terms, but it's not, so tough shit. Uh, Brandon's going to obnoxiously do jumping jacks in front of her. Is there any other way? There's (laughs) no part of him that moves when he jumps up and down. (laughs) That's somewhat disconcerting. It's like Klaus is carved out of very naked rock. <laughs> <laughs> is he yeah. making you uncomfortable? 
Klaus is going to draw a dick on Silas's face. <laughs> Somebody's got to draw it. Now, do you try and make the dicks look like hammers? Because <laughs> you don't want to wash uh, them off. No. <laughs> no, I'm not that skilled an artist. It's okay, we're just going to tell him that it's branding from Torak. Yeah, he'll appreciate that. And yeah. believe it. Just slaps from Torak. Slaps from Torak. <laughs> Torak came down and laid his mighty dong across the forehead. And insisted that we trace it. <laughs> and if, if we can ins- if we can ensure him that people will mock him for it, then he'll he'll doubly love it because he, he'll he'll enjoy the suffering. Then he's right, gonna lose. planning this out, I'm gonna draw tiny dicks all over his face. <laughs> <laughs> and so the dwarf leads you to the ports. You arrive. There's a bunch of ships, and uh, he gestures to a big one with people sort of still milling about and manning it. And then he stops and turns to you. Right then, this leaves at noon. Anyone not on it will be considered invalidation of their gas, and will probably die on the spot. So, you have a few hours to say your goodbyes, buy your essentials, cry, regret your decisions. Honestly, means no, nothing to me. Just, uh, I have now done my duty. You now know, if you're not on this boat by noon, you're considered in breach, and you'll probably die. Two questions. Well, if we had till noon, then why did you wake us up so goddamn right? off little snot balls <laughs> you woke us up. Because I don't like criminals. What? So what time is it now, and uh, can you give me the list of things that we're, uh, that we're able to do again? Crying, I know, was one of them. Regretting Crying, our decisions. weeping, regretting, yeah, cursing the gods for the choices you've made. Uh, shopping, buying essentials, exploring the town, trying to swim to freedom, trying to find someone to break the chaos. Do whatever you want. You've got five hours. It's seven o'clock in the morning as of right now. I'm gonna do the first three. I'm going to I'm going to try to figure out how to shave a dwarf. I'm gonna buy shurikens. (laughs) 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 Because why not? Because it's what chiseled things do when they're shopping to be done. Bjorg doesn't know what a shuriken is, but he's also going to go buy shurikens. So some of you are doing the wailing and gnashing of teeth. Um, Brandon and Bjorg are off to go buy shurikens. Oh, I'm going to watch this shit. <laughs> who who has the Silas? It's weekend at Bernie rules, so somebody... Bjorg gonna... has the Silas. Okay. That's why I'm going to watch this. <laughs> yes, Bjorg's going to continue carrying Silas around. Fair enough. That, and I figure by, the, by this point in their careers, these guys have picked up a little more cash. And I could, you know, use a few, use a few things. I still need you to write my theme tune, man. That we can talk about that for a low, low price of maybe a sword. Yeah, we'll negotiate. The world needs a Brandon Firemaster theme tune. I'm fairly sure of that. I I agree. Is anybody doing anything besides going to buy shurikens? (laughs) I'm buying sharpies. Tarek is going to transition from from weeping and and crying uh, to napping if you can find a <laughs> a, uh, a shady spot to lie down. There are plenty of shady spots to lie down. It is a okay. nice nice pretty courtyard and a town full of good people. All right, he's going to nap. Or at least it will be full of good people once you all leave. <laughs> well, it's still full of them now, but we're just diluting the population a little bit. You guys are really knocking those percentage points down. I'm going to be. We can really fuck up a resale value of a neighborhood. <laughs> you just stroll into an area, start breaking things. You know, what are you doing? Fighting gentrification. <laughs> Trust me, we're keeping your property taxes low <laughs> and shitting on your resale value. All right, uh, you all arrive at the market. You can buy weapons, armor, scrolls, books, holy symbols, wondrous items. You can also sell those things if you have them. Jory does not have holy books. Just a shuriken, man. <laughs> okay. I, I still have mystery potions from the town where we almost drowned. I want to see where the ninja mart is. Uh, it's the weapons store. You guys oh. you walk oh. in. The half of it looks like, hey! <laughs> Good bristles! <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey. I can't, I can't okay with this broom. I like it. It's good. Do you have anything I can throw in someone's face? Not the bristles, brother. He sort of he, he rubs his chin for a minute, and he reaches down, and he pulls out a, a 
a big box. He opens it up, and it's got a bunch of, like, a scrubbing brushes that you would use to, like, really get the grout out. All right, okay. Uh, I, out of character for a minute, I'm new to Dungeons & Dragons. If I can throw scrubbing brushes at people, I will absolutely do that. <laughs> I'm not sure if he's just making fun of me or not. I think it's a little of both. You you, uh, you asked a pretty vague question, and you got an answer where he was just guessing. Okay, I will take one attack scrubbing brush, and um, do you have any actual shurikens? Mmm. Sort of rubs his chin. Not many. Uh, import good. How about throwing daggers? But you have some, any of those? You want dagger or you want shuriken? Definitely yes. shuriken. Shuriken. He rummages around and he pulls out a small little um, leather holster. And in it, there are six uh, shurikens. And it's it's well designed. You can just grab the one off the top and hurl it. You'll, you'll probably have to go get it because, again, there's only six of them. But Oh, that's fine. Uh, oh, cool. I will take the shurikens. And um, do you have a a weapon for my bard friend here? Some kind of sword. Some kind of bard sword. I assume it's, it's like a very bard small sword. sword. Bard sword, you know, it makes music. Yeah, he reaches down and he sets a bucket on the counter. We call that a drum. And while I appreciate the effort, it's not exactly what we're looking for. How about something in a short sword or rapier? Not not drum, bucket, or yes. crying. In. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps I was giving too much credit. <clears throat> he, laughed, he just laughs. Bard wants sword. All right. Uh, gold is gold. <laughs> he reaches in and he's like, he holds up a short sword and a rapier. Which one you want? How much are they? By the way, Brandon, uh, yes. it is going to be six silver. For the shurikens. Okay, how much for the rapier? Oh, uh, well, hang on. That's that's going to happen. I just forgot to charge you as it happened. Uh, they do a D6 piercing damage each. Oh, that's pretty good. And, yeah, and then I'll give you their their ranges. They basically have the range of a uh, of a throwing dagger. Cool. So you can look that up on the thing. Yeah. All right. <laughs> anyway, well, I don't think I'm going to use them. I just think they're cool. Yeah, so. Fair enough. Why would you use throwing daggers? You have your broom. Exactly. Oh yeah, your uh, your scrub brush also has the same range as a uh, dagger. Uh, it does a D2 damage bludgeoning. <laughs> cool. Tech scrub brush. Yep. Right. Mm, rapier. 30. Long, strong, quick. Good sword. Short sword. 15. A little easier. Can make faster. What would you prefer, my bardic friend? The rapier does have so much more flair. Well, it's going to have to be a heck of a theme song you write for me. I will take the rapier, the shurikens, and the attack scrubbing brush. I've never Bjorg been this happy to be uh, standing close to a naked man. Bjorg will put a, Bjorg, Bjorg will actually contribute about half of the rapier's cost as well, because he wants Fandigo to be able to protect himself. Okay, cool. Very generous, cool. Thank you, guys. I feel as though I am at least as likely to fall on this and kill myself as I am to drown in a well. <laughs> Keep it back, make music Occasionally bad things <laughs> Story of my life Can we add wenching to that story somewhere? You write Actually, stories This guy's a D.O. of Bob's Fandingo Yes roll me, a, roll me a straight D20 Uh, Fandingo rolls a 12 Okay Since Brant Anden has, uh Made inroads with this gentleman And, uh, been a Good sport about the gentle ridding. He'll, uh, he, he sort of chuckles to himself again. Bard sword. You know legend of Bard sword. No, I don't. You have they a legend. See, yeah. Bard sword. They say once, great warrior. Powerful. Strong. But then get old and tired and become bard. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Him no wants to be weak and defenseless. But him always want to have his instrument. So he take old blade with lots of power. And he reforge and reshape and make into loot. It loot that can be stabbed into someone. <laughs> that is malice. Very, very beautiful music. <laughs> very deadly loot. Where, where would one find a loot such as this? 
I don't play the lute, but I'm intrigued. You heard stabbing. It made you happy. Yes. It's just legend. They say he sail off into the ocean, lost among the islands around Caldern. That's how most Caldern legends end. Well, now that we've spent time in Caldern, I can see why everyone sails off into the ocean. No one mm. around here die of good death. death. Good death. The bugbear, the judge is a bugbear. Yes. There are lots and lots of things to die from, none of them natural causes. You guys are in the shopping district. Is there anything else you'd like to do? I, I have a question for this shopkeeper. Uh, I would like to know, does he have an arrow modified with a grappling hook at the end? He sort of tilts his head and looks at you? Mmm, no. Never, never had anyone ask for that. Well, I had somebody ask for it once. Never had Klaus Richter. Mm. <laughs> <His parents laughs> he reaches down he's like, I have a dozen bolts like that, though. Oh, yeah? yeah. No one, no one uses a, a bow to do that. They use a crossbow. Oh. And those shoot balls. Well, balls. Now I guess I gotta buy a, a crossbow, too. Or we could just take the rope wow. off the bolt and tie it to an arrow, couldn't we? No, this thing, it, it, it's got a function, and if I screw around with it, I'll, it won't work as well. And I could use a crossbow anyway. Crossbows are fun. Alright, I'm going Batman. I'm gonna buy <laughs> uh, a crossbow and... I guess one of these bolts will suffice, or do they come in packs of cross? No, it's the specially modified bolt is uh, it's it's one each, so they're not yeah, not grouped right, together. Right. Uh, you can get a light crossbow for thirty gold, and he, okay, and how much? And he will sell you the specially ahead. modified bolt for two gold. All right, that'll do. So thirty-two, and it um, it's nice. It comes with like a good strong rope attached. It hooks into the crossbow like. For two gold, you get your money's worth. This is clearly meant to be a grappling, makeshift grappling device. You are in no way the only rogue who has ever come to town and needed such a device. Okay, yeah, I'm happy with my purchase. Where does he get these wonderful toys? <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I want to buy a, a sack of, or a, what, a quiver of, of regular-ass bolts as well, in case I want to keep that. Regular-ass bolts. <laughs> Mm, bolts for ass. Bolts. Very rare. Homing <laughs> magic. Expensive. <laughs> Only the best. <laughs> or worst, as it were. Uh, he'll sell you. Um, he'll sell you twenty regular bolts for three silver. Uh, yeah. All right. That sounds good. Twenty bolts. Got it. What else would y'all like to do? You want to shop? You want to tour the town? I'm going to say that with the uh, walking and everything going, your shopping trip is going to take an hour out of your five. So you can keep going on this, or you can uh, you can push and check out somewhere else. The last time we waited for five hours, we got ambushed by bandits. <laughs> that is true. And we, and we smoked their souls for a goddamn level. Also true. So Should yeah. we just go drink for four hours? Maybe we should mm. rest for four hours. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> I'm oh, right, yeah. Sorry, way ahead of you. I'm already, already napping. <laughs> yeah, four hours not of a, R&R. No, no, not You're horror and horror. You're at noon and you have to be on the boat. <laughs> so we can only drink for three hours and 50 minutes, is there what you're you saying. We can drink on the boat. <laughs> Let's go get a, get a good seat. Yeah, I've got a fast get a good seat. I mean, do, are we expecting to roll or something? <laughs> we have Oceanside drinking. Uh, it's al fresco. I mean, I, what kind of ship is this, anyway? Like, big. How big is it? I mean, are, are we peanuts? I don't think they're giving us separate rooms, if that's what you're asking. Yeah. It's not a luxury liner. It's is big. It? It's big enough that it's clearly meant for long sea voyages. But, uh, it ain't royalty big. It doesn't have a bunch of oars sticking out. No, but it wouldn't while it's docked. <laughs> the boat is full. <laughs> Does it have oar holes or whatever the fuck you call them? Uh, the boat is called oars, oars, oars. It's owned by the same people. <laughs> it's, it's a franchise. Yeah. <laughs> Weirdly, the ore business way more profitable. 
There's a barbecue <laughs> joint down the street. It's called Boars, Boars, Boars. <laughs> <laughs> to say nothing of the temp shop. Shores, shores, shores. <laughs> and Counting the apple stall in the market called Coors, Coors, Coors. <laughs> uh, I've got that on my desk. Not to mention, you know, the car thing is called Floors, Floors, Floors. Uh, I like okay. the magic portaling place. Doors, doors, doors. Doors, doors, doors. I think we should just try and continue this for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the mercenaries, the mercenary guildhouse is called Wars, Wars, Wars. <laughs> as you're leaving the merchant district, you notice a sign advertising it as stores, stores, stores. New podcast name: Wars, Wars, Wars. The biggest question for the live blog is: Are we as amusing to anyone else in the world as we are to ourselves? <laughs> no, no, not a chance. Nah, not even a little bit. Alright, uh, so, okay, are you guys just gonna go drink for three hours? I need booze to do that. Oh, I got a flask of wine. I don't mind sharing. We can drink by the boat. Alright, let's go. Boat drinks. We'll go drink by the boat. I've boat also drink. heard rumor that there's occasionally alcohol on boats. Yeah, but that's, okay. that's, that's bomber sailor toilet gin. So, before going on your court mandated journey, that's <laughs> You decide to pregame the boat by sitting on the dock ten feet away and drinking <laughs> from the respective flasks of the party. Well, when you say it like that, it sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> I I was planning to go get a good seat. Okay, would you like to? Are you going to board the boat, or are you just going to sit on the dock and drink? And Bjorg is Bjorg is going to go on the boat because he thinks it would be best to deposit Silas on the boat to make sure that you know he stays there. Fair enough. Uh, give me perceptions. All right, who is anybody not getting on the boat? Let's start there. Who else will get on the boat? Yeah, it's on the boat. May as well get on the boat. I, I still want to know: Am I going to be expected? Because I'm not even on the gay ass. I am. I'm just along for the fun. So I'd, I'd like to not row. <laughs> Rowing was not part of the gay ass. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I'd like to watch the others row. That also was not part of the chaos. I'd like to watch the others row. I'd like to do it from a place that's private so I can touch myself gently. <laughs> now we're moving toward closer and closer to the chaos. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. Right. The chaos, the chaos explicitly mentions rough touching only. <laughs> Alright, give me your perception. Klaus Richter rolls a 17 perception. Fendingo perceptifies nothing as he rolled a 5. Sark gets a 9. Bjorg rolls a 7. Brandon Feinmaster rolls another 14. Okay. Uh, Klaus, you do not notice any ore holes. Um, <laughs> everyone who boards the boat and is conscious, since you all beat 5, although some of you barely, 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 uh, notices the ogre. Uh, standing there, pointing and yelling, and uh, the crew, which are like part some human, some goblin, uh, a couple kobolds, just all scurrying about, running, tending to things. Like it's very busy as they're prepping to head out. Uh, those of you who beat ten notice that the ogre is yelling the same word over and over, just yar, yar, yar. A lot of inflection to it. Um, I don't know if any of you speak ogre, but that's not ogre. <laughs> uh, Bjorg, Bjorg, Bjorg looks and blinks and then says to himself, Hello, ogre. <laughs> uh, it's very, it's a big ogre. It has an axe on his back. Um, got a bandana tied around the head. And uh, with a 17, it looks like only Klaus notices that up by the ship's wheel, leaning back in a chair with his boots resting on the wheel itself, is a man in a coat and a hat, and it's tipped down over his head, and he is very clearly sleeping. Klaus, he's taking a spot. <laughs> they, uh, the the ogre turns and looks at you all. Yar! 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 Yar back at you, buddy. <laughs> the ogre's eyes go wide and starts to reach for his axe. No! No, no, no! Um, I mean, no, yar. Pardon, 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 pardon. Um, it's it's very wise not to try and speak to him uh, unless you actually understand vernacular, because it's uh, well, ogre speak has little variation, 
and most of the variations are an insult to someone's mother. It's a, it's a very, it's a language built around just getting pissed off and hitting people. Uh, and as you can all look, I was about to say, as you all look down, you know that a goblin has scampered over and is, uh, is trying to like wave, wave you off and be like make assuring gestures to the ogre. <laughs> it's alright, it's alright, first mate. It's alright, Yard. Uh, I, I can, I can welcome them. Thank you. Thank you. Uh-huh. Hi there, Scampy. <laughs> Funny. Hey, you little fella. Yorg is just kind of looking surprised that he's encountered something that's shorter than Kutharic. Yeah. Uh, my name is Footstool. Uh, <laughs> of course. But, uh, well, <laughs> you know how goblins are. <laughs> anyway, so, you're the new slaves. Welcome. Um, Whoa, hear my mouse. I'm sorry. The new adventurers. Um, the, the blood sacrifices. More of Hungry's boys. Yeah, yeah. He's, that's been his favorite punishment for the past year. Is, is put a gay off on someone, send him out to fight things. Uh, yeah, we're all, you're technically investigating, but, uh, to be honest, we're mostly just using you as meat shields. Please, the thing that we're here to kill things? Yes! I can appreciate this! Eric looks very happy now. <laughs> you might actually last a week. <laughs> Brandon's gonna flex, say, check out this meat shield. <laughs> At this point, Bjorn is tired of being shown up, so he's gonna drop Silas and start flexing as well. Meat shield, meat shield, meat, meat shield, shield. Meat shield. <laughs> um, you know, I, alright gentlemen, I, I appreciate what you're doing there, but as you can see, and he flaps his giant green ears out, and they kind of flutter in the wind, I have nothing to be intimidated about. <laughs> Pulls his ears back in. This is an impressive uh, I don't know what you were told, but I'm here by choice, and I don't row, so... Oh! 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 Okay, well, then, um, you can fight, or you can pay the 50 gold travel fee. You're cool. I'll fight. Okay, cool. Fight, wait. Oh, fight, we're going to stick others on you and throw you overboard. Wait, I thought we were fighting other people. Well, you are. You're what are we talking about? fighting threats to the ship, uh, which would include stowaways or mutiners. So, um, yeah. I'll fight... Stowaways, I guess. Odds don't, are don't really like getting. It's okay. It's okay. One drunk, you'll get it. Odds are really so, 50-50 that we're going question. to be the mutineers. So, question so far. So, Toadstool. Um, that was your name, right, little guy? Toadstool. Yeah, like I said. How many people have come on this ship with the gay assness? Oh, oh, I'm I'm just a a simple simple swab. Round I, numbers. I. So, more than ten? Uh, <laughs> I did say it's been his favorite punishment for a year, and uh, Caldron has never had a shortage of criminals. How many people have expunged their gayosness by defeating the monsters? Well, unless he's changed his protocol, your job isn't to stop monsters. It's to investigate the source of the uh, magical items that are washing up. And since they're still they're washing still up, washing up. no one. So... Yes, hey, maybe someone will do it before we get there. Right. Or maybe we'll come to a country of psychopathic dolls. Also possible. Someone's been reading their Calvin history. Wait, that's the, that's that's in the history? What? <laughs> anyway. No, 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 no. What, what do you mean, anyway? At this point, so... do we look back and realize that the boat's already sort of left a dock? <laughs> <laughs> No, you guys came early, so you're still docked. Uh, yeah, so, sure. Okay, uh, I guess. So, foot fungus? Might not know. Foot, footstool. Yes. Do you have any liquor? Gallons of it. Point me towards the swill, goblin. No! <laughs> Why not? Well, see, here, here's the. Here, okay. I, I'm, um, let me, let me, how, how do I put this? So, so on this boat, it's a hierarchy. It's very important you understand that, especially you gay off people. Um, because, you know, breaking the chain of command is, is technically seen as, like, you know, treason, mutiny, et cetera, which is going into the kingdom, which is breaking your agreement. So, um, so yes, it, it's very important that you, you know, understand the chain of command. So, uh, over there, the, the man's sleeping. Uh, that is our captain, Captain. Uh, he, he, he probably has a real name, but he won't tell any of us, so it is what it is. Uh, over there is the first mate, Yard. Uh, you've been introduced. Um, I would urge you to just try and do whatever you think you should do when he points at things. If he's pointing, you guess wrong. You'll get right eventually. 
So, you know, it goes like that. It's all the way down the chain of command down to, you know, me and I'm, 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 I'm scum. I am just scum on, on this. But, but you are lower than me. You are less than scum. And you have been mean about my name. So, no, no liquor for you can earn your ration of booze. What if I well, say please? <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> now that we've gone through the introductions, oh, oh, sorry, um, I'm not going to learn your names until it's at least a few days in, because, well, you know how they say never name a pet you might have to get rid of? Yeah. Anyway, uh, why don't you come this way? I'll show you the boat. And, and Footstool begins wobbling off. Jorg is following Footstool, but eyeing him now. I'm going to follow him, but I'm going to go to the back of the pack and grumble about goblins Klaus and ears. Oh, that's what I thought. Klaus is following. That was my job. I'm in the back grumbling. You have to grumble together. You have to fight me for that spot. You can go ahead and win, and I'm going to then whine about that. <laughs> that's fair enough. Klaus, Klaus is following along, um, looking for, you know, keeping his eyes open for hidey holes and, and places like, like that. Just in case there's rowing. Yeah. We're going to get to the island, and he's still going to be worried about rowing. <laughs> so he, he's going to totter along. He's going to be like, okay, so as you can see, you know, we have, uh, there's the mast, there's the other mast. <laughs> no one no one teaches me anything. I just know what I call them. <laughs> Those are the magic sails. Um, we used to have magic oars, but, you know, then they kept revolting, and <sighs> we had to, you know, keep replacing the crew, because no one wanted to row thousands of leagues, etc. Um, but... We have magic sails now. It's really nice. Don't don't have too much physical labor. Lose everybody free for for fighting and scrapping, which it happens a lot because the seas around Caldard are extremely extremely dangerous. Um, uh, let's see. Oh oh, the the big man. Yes, you. And he points at Bjorn. You already knew about the island. Well, the island that supposedly exists of magically animated discarded toys that come to life and seek vengeance upon any with flesh. <laughs> but, uh, so Calvin's a, a neat little historic area. It's, uh, surrounded by, by dozens upon dozens of islands and magic and they're shifting and there's fog and you never know what you're gonna come upon. And probably one of those is where all these artifacts are coming from, but really, who knows? Hooray. Lovely. That's colorful. This sounds like my homeland, but after dropping about eight amounts of magic mushrooms. Um, he will, he will lead you below deck. He starts showing you like, okay, that, that's the captain's quarters. Uh, don't, don't, <laughs> don't ever go in there unless he calls for you. Um, that's Yarg's quarters. Don't ever go in there. Even if he calls for you, just don't go in there. Oh, right, right. You have to. Um, I guess if you have a god, get right with them. And if you don't, pick one. And, uh, he's walking. He's like, and these are the crew quarters. They are cramped and terrible and truly squalid. And then he keeps walking. He's like, and here's your quarters. <laughs> he just kicks open a door, and it's a very small room with five benches. Is one of the? Uh, well, this is kind of the hidey hole I was looking for. Yeah. I should probably put Silas in here, shouldn't I? Yeah. Is one of the benches sufficiently far enough uh, away from the other benches that I can maintain my vow of celibacy? It's as not sex if we brush against you. May as well be. <laughs> <laughs> Your One vow of who? Did you notice the name on the place we spent last night? Oh yeah, people can be whores as long as they don't, you know, touch me in any way. Or emotionally engage me. That's important too. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure there was no emotional engagement going on last night. Emotional virginity. He protects that as well. That's That's has Brandon we're, punched a whore yet? Oh, that's a different thing. I mean, we're very progressive in the Temple of the Many Fists. We will absolutely punch a whore. Good. <laughs> Good <enough>. So, uh, quick bit of uh, information. Um, food is served in the morning and in the evening, dawn and dusk. It's really the only time you can track reliably around here. Uh, you will get hard biscuits until you kill something. And then... If you kill something that tries to kill us, we give you a single mug of ale and a bit of better biscuits. Uh, the, it's sorry, not, did you call not me any... biscuits? Pardon? Did you call me biscuits? I didn't call you biscuits. <laughs> I thought he said, you will get hard biscuits. <laughs> uh, <no, no. laughs> 
<laughs> you get uh, a mug of ale and slightly less hard biscuits. There's uh there's no there's no really getting around the fact that all we have to eat is, is mostly biscuits and pickles. Um boy, but if you do something really well you do get a pickle. And those they are, are um uh, <laughs> I'll sell them soon. <laughs> if we kill something uh, uh, anyway, uh, um so uh you know, fight hard. Um, because I, I really should mention, only those who kill the threats to the ship get the better food and the drinking. It's it's an incentive-based system. Okay, Brandon's going to brandish his broom. He's going to say, I think, Ooh. the uh, the, the squalid conditions are a threat to the ship. I will now kill them with this broom. <laughs> it's a fancy broom. Your logic doesn't hold up at all, but it's a fancy broom. <laughs> he go, and then he's just going to look at you go, Okay, um, if anybody yells for you, if we say adventurers, that means you come running, or again, treason, and we have to kill you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, good luck! And then Footstool will scamper away. Thanks, Yours Footstool. Silas, put him in the cabin. I hate he's like that a nice guy. I like him. I like them sautéed. Well, you know, in the north, uh, Azir's might make a good necklace. <laughs> in the north, I think Azir's might make pants. So how many people are on this ship? People, goblins, <laughs> ogres. You only know what you've seen, uh, and within that range, you have seen probably saw a dozen people running around up top, and then um, you also saw the ogre and the captain who was sleeping. Does this hierarchy mean we can't talk to people who are above the chain? That, that's obnoxious. I don't like hierarchies. I'm chaotic northern. Uh, has anybody have anything they would like to do before the ship sets sail? Mutiny. Well, I, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna suck down some of my, uh, cheap booze, cause, uh, you know, apparently I'm not gonna get any on the ship. So I said, better to have it and not need it than the other way. Yep, you, uh, that was actually a bit of good forethinking. I'm going to sit close. in the corner and play the blues. <laughs> I'm gonna carry but anybody will like to abandon their friends and be like, well, this looks like it sucks. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Bjork is stalwart, and these people want to help let him kill things. Well, Kazarik is gonna... If uh, if he doesn't go along with the Gaius thing, then he's gonna probably just die instantly, right? So Yeah, that question was mostly for Klaus and Bjorg. Yeah, so... Just abandon us. And Brandon. This Brandon is free, Klaus is on a free cruise. I don't think your people understand. I came south looking for adventure. This is what adventure is. It sucks, and you get to cover yourself in the blood of other things. Sometimes you find treasure. We call that Tuesday. Well, that is a pretty good summation of adventure right there. <laughs> Do we have any idea where we're actually headed? <laughs> nah. Foggy Islands! None of you asked for those questions. He said Foggy Islands. I had a universal provide. It may provide us with starvation and death, but it will provide. <laughs> Everything happens for a reason, and sometimes the reason is that you're stupid and you make bad decisions. Not a new place to dwell. So we're starting with moping uh, before the ship leaves, just collectively moping. Uh, collectively moping. I, I'm so I'm drinking. Bjorg is happy. I'm stuck in the I'm belly of this fucking boat, and oh God, a cell, and. I made me so lonely, baby. At least look at the bright side. Silas is on pumps. That's true. Tarek is gonna, gonna grumble to himself loud, loud enough that he can, that if he puts his fingers in his ears, he can't hear the, the singing. <laughs> <laughs> First bard in history that can't carry a tune. Nope, not even. I, I'm going to look at Kutharic and make a frowny face and then bring the corners of my lips up into a smile. <laughs> <laughs> and those were, that was Klaus Richter's last act in this world. <laughs> <laughs> so. Alright. Well, then you will all collectively mope in your cabin for the next couple of hours. And after some time, it's kind of hard to tell how long because you're sitting in a dark room in a boat. Uh, you, you feel a shudder and you feel the boat begin to move. It's, uh, rocking gently and, uh, definitely it's in motion. Do you guys want to surface or are you gonna continue to mope? Uh, uh, immediately uh, vomits. <laughs> Bjorg's never been step, on a boat. Bjorg's Sorry. gonna step over the vomit and go upstairs. Okay. Right. Klaus is going to continue to drink. 
Brandon will follow Bjorg. He's not seen her. He's not been on a boat either. Kuthrak, are you, are you still vomiting? Or are you going to vomit and walk? <laughs> um, walk? Yeah. I, I think he's, I think is finishing up vomiting now. He just wanted to get that out of the way early. Vomit and walk. <laughs> vomit and walk. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll go along. I don't have the broom, so I'll be leaving the vomit room. Just want to be clear about who's Wait. cleaning that up. So everybody's going? Everybody's leaving you with vomit. Well, and, and Silas. Alright, I'm <laughs> Wow. You just roll Silas on top of the vomit. Oh, yeah, you get that. Clean that up. <laughs> okay. You guys emerge. You are on the top of the boat. Uh, you can immediately feel the wind as soon as you um, exit from the, under the ship. It is brisk and strong, and you can already see Caldern beginning to fade in the distance. The crew is still sort of moving about, taking care of things. Yarg is... Now standing up, uh, directly by the wheel, where the man who was apparently asleep still appears to be asleep, although you notice that his boots resting on the wheel are angling it and shifting on occasion, almost as though he's actually he's steering. Man is steering but with his feet. The laziest steering you can imagine. <laughs> I don't know, Klaus, can you, can you imagine laziest steering? I think you could if you tried. Oh, uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> I, I might try. <laughs> so la- you're so lazy, you won't even imagine. <laughs> I want to look for. I, I want to look for dolphins. <laughs> All right, Jorg is gonna go to the front of the boat and look for fog. Okay, both of you roll me perceptions. <laughs> okay. So how much perception I have to have to find fog? Does this boat already have a figurehead? <laughs> <laughs> And is it a more attractive uh, figurehead than Brandon? It does not, Brandon. It does uh, not have a figurehead. Okay, I will take... Classical's a natural 20. Bjorg rolls a 21. Not natural. Okay. Uh, Bjorg, you go to the front, and you look, but you don't see any fog yet. Um, you did just leave. You know, you can still see other ships around. It is... Caldron's still there. It's fading, but it's still very visible. So you're not really out to sea yet. Um, Klaus, you look down, and... Oh, natural 20. You uh, you don't see any dolphins, but you do see a beautiful woman with a fishtail gliding beneath the waves, and and she looks up and she meets your eyes and she beckons you to come hither. She better not be stealing my spot as figurehead. Brandon will punch a mermaid. That's better than dolphins. That's better than dolphins. But I don't my my wiener is sore, so I'm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a little bit afraid of water right now, so I'll wink at her and give her a nice wave. Wow. Who knew the whorehouse would save you from getting drowned by a mermaid? Wow. First good decision we've made all game. Go for whores. <laughs> oh. <laughs> gotta, gotta let Big Klaus get his strength back. <laughs> <laughs> no more wells today, I'm sorry. <laughs> you preach it, tripod. <laughs> All right, and uh, from from up at the wheel, you hear a voice. I know they're pretty, I know they're lovely, but I really wouldn't recommend taking a dive. They are uh, rough lovers, although sometimes it's worth it. And uh, you all notice that it seems to be coming from the man steering with his feet. Are his eyes open? <laughs> Hat is still tucked over his face, so I can't see. Any man that can steer a boat with his feet is the kind of man I'm going to listen to. Uh, I have no fucking idea what he's talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Only one out and saw a mermaid. I I can only assume he's talking about uh, Brandon. (laughs) Checking back in, Brandon. Uh, Where did that figurehead question lead? Oh, yeah. I'm going to, um, Brandon's going to go and stand on the prow of the ship and pose. And, uh, I, if you don't say that you're king of the world, then then this this is off or not. I don't think I I don't think I need to say that. No, it's just it's it's understood. Yeah. 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 His king is not. Uh. <laughs> Speaking of knots, can we tie him to the prow of the ship? That way, everyone who we encounter can see you, Brandon. Oh, I don't need it. They'll see me. Everyone will see me. And <laughs> it already makes enough people question their sexuality. I don't think you need to add bondage into that equation. Uh... I'm going to make the very ocean Fairly question certain. its sexuality. 
Cathart <laughs> <laughs> feels the need to, to go to the back of the ship and vomit some more. <laughs> Possibly related. Possibly not. You go to the back of the ship and you begin to vomit. Uh, after a few moments, you hear mumble from under the hat. Oh, well then, I guess we'll get this started earlier than I thought. Uh, Patman will say, uh, well, well, he's chumming the waters. You, uh, adventurers, oh god, oh, this hangover. You adventurers, get your, get your blades and bows and battle axes and bullshit ready. Uh-oh, sorry. Some I, may have, I may have attracted some, uh, some attention off the rear, rear of the ship here. God, the rare vomit shark! We're not even out of the damn city yet, and he's already chumming the waters. Yeah, oh. Bod, get your bullshit ready. Uh, my bullshit is ready. My bullshit is going to move to the exact center of the boat as far from the sides where things are likely to climb up and try to eat me as possible, and I'm going to tune my loot. Yorg loosens his sword in his scabbard and starts looking like the water, looking at the water as though he might get a chance to kill it. Is he throwing up? I want to look. Is he throwing up on the mermaid? <laughs> <laughs> the mermaid is gone after you rebuffed her advances. There's some really specific porn I want to explore. <laughs> Despite the captain's warning, the next hour passes and uh seems like nothing's happening. It's going okay. I'm assuming Kuthrick is still up trucking whenever he can. The hangover is probably helping this. I will defeat the ocean! Actually, I want all of you to roll me fortitude saves. Unless any of you uh have seafaring experience. And I better see that reflected in your skills. This is the well count. <laughs> that negative counts. Well, Cathar gets a 21. <laughs> oh. Brandon Fly Master uh, gets a natural 20. Yorg rolls a 17. Or actually, uh, 16. Uh, Klaus rolls a 17. Vendinger <laughs> rolls a 6. Okay, so, right in the uh, Brandon Fly Master feels none of it. He is up at the front, posing. Flexing, he is a monk. He is accustomed to swaying with the wind. The ship has no bearing on him. And Kutherick, after a rough start, like finishes vomiting and then realizes he's done. He has the sea legs. Like he just had a, a few minutes to adjust. His body finished. Uh, Bjorg and Klaus both feel it. They're like, "Oh, this is not normal." Oh god. No, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. I got it. And they they manage to to keep it down. Uh, Fendingo just loses the last three days of food and drink over the side. I don't remember corn. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it is just the spraying in the water. And, uh, you know, for for a bit, that, that seems like it's okay, but then Caldron's getting further and further away. You hear a strange gurgling sound coming from near the waves. A and I wonder if I have a fishing line. <laughs> I wonder if I puked on anything that's upset with me now. And you hear the captain go, Ah, uh, you've done it now. You've drawn the dreaded predators that lurk in Caldern's near oceans. Oceanic or sign. Oh, God! As, as he says it, the waves explode and four creatures land uh, at the front of the ship. They are... Seem to be mostly composed of water, although there's pieces of coral and sand and silt in them, giving them some solidity. Crawl, they walk on all fours, and they let out mighty gurgling roars. And as they land, he whispers again, Sea bears. Sea bears. You motherfuckers. <laughs> you killed my sea bears. <laughs> <laughs> And uh you now have four sea bears that have landed on the deck of the ship, and I think that is where we're going to pick up next game. But before anybody leaves, it is time again for our Q&A segments. So, uh, for anyone who has not caught on so far, we do these. There's a live blog at the Authors and Dragons Facebook page. They give out little quotes and fun tidbits of the game as we're playing, and also, people submit questions, and we then answer a few of the ones we like, right here, right now. And here is Joe slash Bjorg to take it away. One of the questions from uh, Christopher, from our friend Chris, uh, says, uh, when you guys aren't busy fighting inanimate objects and getting your butts kicked, what are some of your stupidest what-the-fuck gaming deaths you've been involved with? Ooh. Figures this is the night Silas is going. 
Okay, I don't know if the character died or not, but I almost did. (laughs) (laughs) There was a gaming session in college, and the idea was that we were going to start on a Friday afternoon right after classes. We're all going to go to dinner, and then we're going to hold up in my friend Jason's room. This is John Hartness, by the way. And we were going to hold up in my friend Jason's room and play D&D and drink and smoke weed all weekend, which is almost like every weekend, except this weekend we were going to play D&D. Um, well, along about 10.30, my ex-girlfriend wandered in with a bottle of rum. Oh, God. And then Jason's girlfriend wandered in with a bottle of vodka. And the next thing I remember is... I was lying on the floor of my room, four doors down the hall, in my underpants with skinned knees. Wow. And you can know, and you know that it's a really great group of gaming friends when it takes you three days to figure out what the hell happened to you. Because everyone wants to just let you stew forever <laughs> as to what happened between you and your ex in the Papasan chair that ended up with you and no pants and bloody knees. Whores, whores, whores. (laughs) Apparently, I passed out, was put to bed, and then decided later to return to the party. Sans pants. It wasn't a party until then. (laughs) And then I was carried back to my room, but I'm bigger than everyone. So it was basically two people each grabbed me under a shoulder and dragged me. And that's how my knees got bloodied. And that's the story I've come up with, and that's what I'm sticking with. <laughs> but I didn't... Well, I don't have any character deaths that are going to top that. <laughs> well, that, there wasn't a character mission. In that. <laughs> there was... I, I have been called a... I have it been was, quite a character. It, it was, was a character of his character. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can... I have some drinking and waking up in weird places stories that can top that, because I used to sleepwalk when I drank. And, uh, but, uh, this is really not the time or place for that, so... No, we have a convention in New Orleans for that. Indeed. Actually, that's where one of my better ones took place. There's so many good stories, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, for anybody who has not heard, uh, many of the Authors and Dragons crew are going to be at ContraFlow in New Orleans. It's September 30th through October 2nd. Uh, registration is available now. Segway. Indeed. Next question, Joe. All right. We should get uh, drunk and ride segways. Our friend, our friend Emily asks, you've probably written female characters, but have you played female characters? And then she wants to know if that's too weird. Wow, if none of us had ever written a female character, that would be really sad. <laughs> I've played all the way through Neverwinter Nights as a female bard. Not bard. Monk. Female monk. I think it'd be another thing to think about, because you'd be thinking about everything, and then you'd have to remember, oh yeah, I've got boots. And then you probably forget that you had boobs, or the opposite would happen, and you'd keep on remembering you had boobs, and you'd become weirdly obsessed with them, and you it'd just get nothing get, done. It'd get uncomfortable for everyone, I think. And you'd die. You'd die thinking a, about boobs. Yeah. There's a great slash terrible movie called Gamers 2: The Darkness Rising. Ah, and, yes. Uh, I yeah, that, that was one of my favorite running gags in the thing. Was it, it for anyone who hasn't seen it? They transport, so they'll show real world, and then they'll show the D and D world, and like they're all dressed up as their characters. But one of the guys is playing a female sorcerer, so they have a female actress playing her, except that he consistently forgets he's a female sorcerer. So it turns into that same dude just in a dress with a wig, uh, and every time he's like, "Wait, aren't aren't you a girl?" Oh, right. And then the actress comes in and switch out, and uh, and I, I've played in a lot of games, and that that really was a very true to life moment. I've never. I don't think played a female uh, character, but I've seen it happen, and that's pr- that's a pretty accurate representation of how it goes. People tend to forget a lot. I see. I haven't I haven't played a female character. I I rarely play outside of humans. I, I guess that's racist and sexist, but I I, I, don't know, I like to keep my characters as close to me for better role playing, but um, uh, but you know, still like. Way better than me because you know I'm not a fantastic gold uh, kind of uh, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Well said. (laughs) I'm a I'm a writer. I'm not a a speaking person. Talking (laughs) guy. Yeah, I think there's a difference between writing a character and kind of 
in my case, being drunk at 2am and, and trying to remember what you're supposed to do. So. <laughs> and suddenly Brandon Thymath can make a lot more sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, none of us have ever played a character of the opposite gender? No, not, nothing, nothing more than, you know, GMs and NPCs type stuff. Okay. Joe, right. what else you got? Alright, next question. We have, uh, this is from our friend Mike. Uh, what are the odds you all end up on a boat and Klaus doesn't end up drowning or nearly drowned? I'd say pretty good. <laughs> so far! <laughs> Considering this is the end of the episode. Yeah, we're on a boat. We're on no a boat, worries. and Klaus hasn't drowned yet. Yeah, got 100% track record of not drowning uh, on, uh, in this episode. This session, 100% track record. Through the game, not a great track record. I'm in the upper 80s. Um, you've had two interactions with large enough bodies of water to drown in, and you've almost drowned both times. That ain't 80%. What, what, was, what, was, what was the second Crab one? Crab River. Alright. Well, I was talking about as far as time being alive and not drowning. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. So far, 100%. <laughs> Well, oh. no, except for those times in the water. When he was drowning. When you drowned. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, Klaus and the well. I think we're lucky it hasn't rained. I mean, I don't think you'd even stand up to that, man. Oh. Since the beginning of the universe, I'm, I'm probably in the high 90s. <laughs> uh, our universe or the D&D universe? Yes. Whichever. We're all going a bit meta now, aren't we? It's getting a bit spooky. I'm going to be meta world peace. <laughs> Alright, let's do one more question. <laughs> Alright, one more. All right. uh, this is from our friend Lee. Um, he says, uh, I tend to focus on the storytelling elements in my games as opposed to dice rolling. Uh, as a group, do you give additional leeway to actions that make interesting stories, or do you just let the dice determine the outcomes and work good storytelling around the results? Wait a minute, what was that question? Where are you getting at? <laughs> I just not understand that. From, that was from, I, 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 was from the, I shared it and that was someone who commented. Uh, yeah, so, uh, so as a group, do you give additional leeway to actions that make interesting stories, or do you let the dice determine the outcomes and work good stories around the results? I think this is very important because I listened to a podcast called Adventure Time, and they recently did a, a kind of a, a talk about Adventure Time session. and. I think, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry, yeah, Adventure Zone, yeah, sorry, Adventure Zone. And, um, they were, uh, they were quite adamant that sometimes they will kind of fudge a role so it's better for the story and better for the listener, which is fine. But I think it's very important to, um, let everyone know that we have a shared, we are on roll20.net, so we can't really fudge anything. So, every time something happens, it's because, um, we're idiots. Yeah, that was just, I think it's, it's probably fairly clear from the way this podcast has been going so far that uh, uh, really we just tend to roll with whatever happens. They they make their choices. I try and think of appropriate things to ask them to roll, and then the dice do as they will. That is uh there is, there is a lot of pressure on Drew here to try and make sense of what's happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like okay, how do I roll for wolf smoking? Uh, what what do I make them roll? <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, that's not in the core skill set. I think about half the perception checks are just Drew, like, trying to stall for time. Like, you see, uh, okay, we'll roll, everybody roll a perception check. And it's like you're working out in, the, in, your, in your mind while we're rolling. I've, I have, and, I have totally done that. By the time, <laughs> by the time we navigate our character sheets and remember how to roll things again. Exactly. Plenty of time. Basically inept. You've got I've, enough time to figure out what we should, what you, what we see when we're looking where we should never have looked or gone. He's developing subplots and working on the fly sometimes. Eh, very rarely do I have to do that, but man, I, I'd be lying if I said it's never happened. <laughs> if there's one thing I can say about this podcast, <laughs> you sons of bitches are not shy about throwing me the occasional curve. <laughs> this is a lesson in expecting the unexpected like nobody's business. It's like that old parable, though. You knew we were snakes when you picked us up. <laughs> I'm, you don't get to be halfway across the river and be surprised that someone bit you on the dick. <laughs> I, I don't know this parable. Did Jesus say this? <laughs> I'm pretty sure somebody said it. Well, 
You fucking just said it. 314. <laughs> Dick on you. Right. Roll will save versus uncomfortable arousal. <laughs> it's, uh, it's the poison. It's the poison. That's why it's getting so big. Yeah. That's why it's purple. Yeah. I'm getting slightly less hard. This <laughs> and I think that is the best place we are going to get to call it this week. Uh, we will see you guys in two weeks with the next game. Thanks for listening. All right. Bye. See you. Bye. Authors and Dragons is brought to you under a Creative Commons license, meaning you are free to share this material so long as credit is given to the original creators, which is us, the people who are playing it. The opening music, Take a Chance, and closing theme, Master of the Feast, are both credited to Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com and also used under a Creative Commons license.